Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Fulcrum Radio Show. I'm your host, Damian Piper. The Fulcrum is the University of Ottawa's legendary English newspaper, produced on the University of Ottawa campus in downtown Ottawa, the capital city of the north, on the Great Turtle Island. Our regular program is on hiatus right now for the next few weeks as we have a little bit of crossover between institutional reading weeks or spring break as we refer to it in some parts of the world. But we're here to bring you a special report from Charlie Dutil. He's our editor-in-chief. Recently, he met with Mary Stewart, a fourth-year student, and Erica Layton, a third-year student, both in environmental studies, They are two students from the University of Ottawa who are behind the group Climate Justice U Ottawa. And here is that conversation. Perfect. Can you guys introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, My name is Mary Stewart. I use she, her pronouns. And I'm a fourth year student at the University of Ottawa in environmental studies. Yeah, and my name is Eric Layton. I also use she, her pronouns, and I'm a third-year student at the University of Ottawa in environmental studies. So what is Climate Justice uh, U Ottawa? Okay, so Justice so U Ottawa is a, a, a grassroots or student-led organization or student club at the university um, that Eric and I uh, started in July of 2020 um, because we saw that uh, there was no group on campus specifically focused on um, the climate crisis. Um, so we wanted to create a group that would give us foster a space for students to learn more about climate justice and to um, yeah learn more, take action, try to try to raise awareness about climate justice. Um, and then also when we started the group, uh, we had the idea of the divestment campaign um, in mind. So. Uh, the two kind kind of went hand in hand, so yeah, we're we're just kind of like another another club on campus, but we're organizing and we've been organizing to to try to make change on campus and beyond for climate justice. Erica, did you want to add anything? Uh, no, that was a pretty uh, a pretty sweet uh, introduction to the group. I think. Perfect. Can you walk me through a little bit of the advocacy work that you guys have done over the last uh, two years? Yeah, so I can start us off. We've done a number of things. um, And what's important to point out is most of these campaigns previously have happened in person. So that was like a big challenge for us to to start with was doing all of this work online. And what really helped us was doing like email blast campaigns. So um, I think what was really monumental for us was we got like the email addresses of people on the admin committee. And we had students on our like social media platform and within our group email them directly with like an email template we had asking for divestment. Um, and suddenly like all these people who don't really communicate with students were getting flooded with emails asking for divestment. So that was really monumental getting our, our voice out and getting our demands out. Um, and we also launched our campaign in conjunction with Climate Action Carleton over at Carleton University. And, and that helped kind of kickstart our campaign and um, make our like voice heard wider on social media. Um, yeah, and we've done like a couple other smaller things like a, a banner making event on campus. Um, but lots of just like social media posts and kind of emailing the admin. Um, and yeah, that's the basic gist of it. Yeah, if I can add, I, I think um, 
I guess there were a couple of phases to our campaign. So at the very start, we were learning a bit about divestment. We had a, a core sort of group of people um, to create some materials, uh, like a pamphlet to send out to professors talking about divestment. Uh, and we're just kind of wrapping our heads around it. And then, as, as Erica said, we launched the campaign in conjunction with Climate Action Carlton. So our first really big, I, I guess, milestone was we wrote an open letter and our petition uh, and launched that on, I believe, October 29th, 2020. So we had Climate Action Carlton and their student government, CUSA, um, sort of launch things from their side. And we had our group and as well as, well as UOSU, the Undergraduate Students Union, share the petition kind of all, all at once together to have a sort of a concerted effort. And so what both campaigns have tried to do is to have a kind of two-pronged approach where uh, the student governments have been working to bring up divestment when they have meetings with the administration um, to explain, you know, uh, in their sort of from their diplomatic route that this is what students uh, want. And then we've had sort of the, the student group avenue where we've been trying to to advocate through our social media posts and our email blasts and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And so we've been able to to advocate a little bit directly to the administration through the UOSU. Um, I'm also a member of the um, university's sustainability committee. And so I know each month I would join their, their meeting and just mention divestment. So I think it was helpful to have um, people talking directly to administration and, and professors and also as Erica said, these I think these email blasts were, were super helpful and generally posts about divestment online as everyone's, you know, we can't be doing things in person and haven't been able to during most of the pandemic. And so people have been online on social media um, learning a little bit from from what we've been sharing. So that's, that's what I'd add. Yeah, and I'll just add one quick thing before we head on is, um, as Mary mentioned, like there's different layers to the people we tried to incorporate in this campaign um, to show that it was the university as well. So um, pretty early on, we got the Geography, Environment, Geomatics Department to sign on as a whole and, and support the campaign. So I think that was also really helpful. Can you guys um, kind of explain what divestment means and why it's important for uh, universities such as the U of O to divest? Absolutely. I can start in the narrative. You can jump in if I miss something. So, I mean, essentially divestment is the idea is, is the opposite of, of investing. So um, universities have their have their endowment funds um, through which are invested um, in different ways in, in a whole bunch of different companies, um, including companies in the fossil fuel industry. So what divestment campaigns do is they they uh, demand institutions to remove their financial support from these uh, these companies. And so there have been different divestment campaigns in the past. Um, in, and, and like one of the strongest examples um, was against apartheid in South Africa. And this is, I think, where, where divestment campaigns really started on university campuses. Then the fossil fuel divestment campaign started around 2012 with some um, institutions in the United States. So generally, it's, it's students asking their institutions to um, take a stand against the fossil fuel industry, which we know to be uh, uh, the most to blame for the climate crisis. Um, and so the idea is that is that this this campaign stigmatizes the fossil fuel industry um, when we know that they're not going to lead us to the just transition that we need away from fossil fuels. We know that they've been working to deny and delay climate action for more broadly, too. Um, it's a way to sort of... Uh, 
shift the conversation that we all that we normally have about the climate crisis, where a lot of the time we place responsibility on individuals. Um, and so we talk a lot about sort of sustainability in terms of what people can do in their daily lives. And I think it's important to broaden the conversations to help people learn about the larger institutions and the larger systemic change that we need to see in order to, to fight the climate crisis. And so I think it can be a really good way of showing students and, and faculty and anyone that, you know, your individual um, sort of contribution to fighting the climate crisis can be holding uh, larger institutions to account. That can be part of it. And and so I think in that way, um, it leads to a really good conversation about the climate crisis and then about the future that we want to see um, away from fossil fuels. That's my kind of broad uh, introduction to the, to the idea of the campaign. Yeah, that's a really great explanation, Barry. And um, definitely the idea, like something we've experienced a lot while running this campaign is people are like, well, someone else will just buy up these shares. I don't get the point. Um, and that's a valid point at the beginning. But if you look beyond it, what we're trying to do is, as Mary mentioned, stigmatize the industry um, and say that it's not OK for these institutions like UOttawa and other universities that are built to support students' futures and for, like prepare us to go into the workforce and, and so on. Um, it's not okay for these institutions to be funding like climate chaos, basically. So um, that's really what divestment means for us is to like put in a stance and say like, it's not okay. Um, and also that we recognize that this industry is largely responsible because for a long time, there was no recognition on this. Um, and also divestment has really been taking off, as Mary mentioned, especially in Canadian universities the past two years. There's been a number of divestment announcements with some of the bigger universities like U of T divested earlier this year. Um, so it was really important for us if the University of Ottawa wanted to continue um, to, compl to claim being a, a leader in sustainability that they needed to commit to divestment. Um, because as we saw it, what they were doing before um, with quote unquote responsible investing wasn't enough in our eyes. So when did you guys learn about uh, the university's plans to pledge for divestment? Was it something that you guys learned upon the announcement or did you guys have like meetings like, you know, like behind the scenes? Yeah, it was pretty it. out of the blue to us. Um, I think yeah. we were starting to get so the last we heard from the university side was I think in December or late November, you can maybe correct me, Erica, we, we received an email saying that um, the university was going to create a working group to discuss the possibility of divestment that the language was something like that. Um, and so we, we accepted to join this working group. So in our eyes, we were gearing up for a semester. We wanted to have some, some advocacy for divestment and then also plan out. We were starting to plan, you know, how are we going to, um, make our case in these meetings with the administration? Uh, and then the next thing we knew they, they had made the announcement. So, so it was quite out of the, out of the blue to us. I think, and, and Erica can share how, how she thinks this is my own personal view is that it felt like um their armor was cracking i don't know if that's the right term but um it was starting to feel as though they had very few arguments not to divest and that a lot of what the university was saying to us is kind of the same thing we were saying to them but that we were just asking them for this final sort of piece of of divestment so it wasn't extremely surprising but the the timing definitely i think caught caught me off guard i don't know erica yeah, I think like Mary saw the announcement on Twitter or something like that. Like we still never received any like thing from the the admin letting us know or anything like that. So um, it was definitely a shocker to see the official announcement and everyone in our group was obviously overjoyed, but it was really shocking. And 
yeah, as Mary mentioned, so we were kind of anticipating this working group forming. So um, it was really out of the blue and we've been struggling um, throughout the whole campaign to have clear communication with the admin. Um, it's definitely shown that they prefer to communicate with people on the UOSU, um, like who hold positions. Um, so we, often we would get our information kind of filtered through a number layer of, of people, which, um, yeah, so that that also happened in this case, unfortunately. So now that, um, you know, universities pledged to divest, what are the next steps for uh, climate justice UO? Yeah, that's a great question. So as we mentioned, we were a bit caught off guard and we were kind of planning our semester to um, be in talks with the administration. So that's what we were um, working on until like last week. Um, but quickly kind of turning around, we're, we're hoping to focus on reinvestment. Um, but what exactly that will look like, we, we're going we're gonna to see coming up with our group. Um, but ideally, it's important for us to see where the university is putting their money. So advocating for transparency. So we know even now um, they've claimed to divest, but we have no way in verifying this claim. There's no way in checking up because all of uh, their holdings are they're not available publicly. And we've submitted a freedom of information previously and we didn't get any information from that. So that's one thing we're going to continue to advocate for definitely is transparency within where these investments are. And we want to hold them accountable even still after this um, this announcement. So, yeah. Yeah, just to add on to that. So a big part of what the university was doing up until their announcement for divestment was what, what they called responsible investing. And we found that even within that, there was very little transparency. So what they what they um, claim to be doing is is environmental social governance, um, like considering these principles in their investing. Um, and every year, a couple of years, they they put out a report where they gave an update on their investments. Um, but every year you kind of hear the same thing and they tell us, you know, the percentage of their portfolio managers who have incorporated these environmental social governance principles into their decisions. But we don't know what to the university and what what uh, their portfolio managers consider to be uh, environmental, social and, and, and governance, like positive um, grades for their investments. So we want to advocate for more transparency in that and for the university to, in their investments, to consider, you know, climate justice within that as well. So, you know, with your investments, how are the companies you're investing in impacting um, like local communities? How they how are they in in sorry, how are they impacting racialized indigenous communities as as well as the the planet? Um, because we know just divesting from fossil fuels doesn't necessarily make your entire portfolio um, suddenly ethical. So, yeah, that's that's I think where where we'll be moving next. But again, as Erica said, we're going to need to regroup with our group and see what what seems feasible because it's definitely been um, an sort of a, an uphill battle, a bit of a challenge, even getting in, in contact with the university. And as you can see with their announcement, it wasn't done in a very collaborative way. Um, with us. So it's not like we have a line to easily converse with them about their reinvestment. Um, yeah. Anything you guys like to add? I think uh, shout outs. <laughs> yeah, like ma major shout out to um, well, people at Climate Action Carlton, who we've we've worked with um, throughout our campaign, to the Divest Canada Coalition that's been so supportive of our campaign. It's been great to be in contact with other divestment campaigns um, across the country and to you, Osu, for, for advocating at the admin level 
Um, and I'd give just give a shout out to like all students who sent out a uh, just like one of our email templates as part of the email blast. I think all of that was super helpful. Everyone that shared our posts on their Instagram stories and got other people to know about what we were doing. Um, thank you to yeah all of those folks. Yeah, I second what Mary says. That thank you to everyone, and it's been. And definitely helpful to have the knowledge from people at Climate Action Carlton um, who had been running their campaign for years before our group even existed to kind of hop on with them and launch it with them. And then the Divest Canada Coalition really helped us um, connect with other university organizers and kind of get that community aspect that kind of runs and fuels community organizers like us, because especially online, it's really difficult to connect. And um, these are challenging topics to kind of deal with. And it's a lot for to ask students to be like, oh, let's let's research this this week and like look into investments next week. Like it's not really the funnest thing to be doing. So I applaud all the students who have taken a lot of time out of their their when they could have been studying or having fun to to help us out with this kind of not the most exciting task, but it definitely needed to be done. So thank you to everyone who helped out. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining me this morning and uh, I wish you luck in all your future uh, projects. Yeah. Thanks so much for speaking with us and have a great morning. Yeah. Thank you so much.